Attention radio listeners. Thomas, get out of town. Wow. Let me have your attention for a moment. Goodness, is that a message? Oh, mommy, please get me out of this game. You aren't paying any attention. Interesting move here, Bill. Shays came into the basketball game. Jim Bayheim has inserted Shays into the game. Big guy inside. Maybe to help eliminate that second or third shot. Well, people in Central New York playing at uh, Roosevelt Bowie. It's the best center Syracuse University has ever had. Your attention, please. This is Centers of Attention. And good morning, everybody. It is Friday, the last day of January. I told you it was coming fast. January 31st, 2020. It is Centers of Attention. We're live on Cuse Sports Talk, and we're live on... ESPN Syracuse. I almost forgot. What, I forgot which one I did. I didn't. I knew both of them, but I said, did I say Twitch first or did I say the radio first? And I got confused. Okay, three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. It is January thirty first, twenty twenty. It's the last show before the Super Bowl. Do you have Super Bowl fever? The storylineless Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> the Chiefs and the Niners should be a great game. Should be a lot of fun. I'm hoping it's a great game. And before that, you have a massive basketball game at the Dome. Uh, should be rocking as the Blue Devils of Duke and their current cantankerous coach, Mike Krzyzewski, who yells at his own fans. Um, he he and the Blue Devils will be coming in to take on Jim Beheim and the Orange. And if they could pull off a victory, I won't care about the Super Bowl. I will paint my face orange. I like that. Now, the question is, is Mike going to come yell at our fans as well just to <laughs> you know, kind of keep the streak going? And I do have to digress for just a second. Every time I hear 2020, right, mm-hmm. uh, I first hear Barbara Walters doing 2020 from you know, the this show. This is 2020. And then, but even then, I get overridden by the Saturday Night Live version of <laughs> this Baba is Wawa. 2020. 2020. <laughs> and I, I, that just keeps jumping into my head every day. So uh, now you have to do that for the next 11 months. Nice. So every time I hear 2020. So, well, anyway. This is the second Super Bowl since gambling has been legalized. And. That has changed the dynamic of it because you're seeing a lot more commercials. You're seeing a lot more, um, you know, focus, a lot more media being done. There are media segments. There are media shows, you know, television and radio shows based on gambling. Um, you know, that's a new world. You know, when it was Jimmy the Greek pretending, you right. know, to, to pick the winners and, you know, they, they never talked about the lines. You know, it's it's just a different thing. Gambling's always been a big part of football. And I do believe that the proliferation of the iPhone is directly connected to the most recent wave of NFL ratings. NFL ratings jumped up a major stretch in the 2000s. And I thought it was the, uh, the availability because even though now there are all the apps that sure. if you wanted to bet online with offshore betting, you could do it on your phone. You just had to go to you know, Safari or whatever web browser you were using and do it online, and you could do it. Now it's a lot easier because now there's apps and all those things sure. uh, for gambling. But it's a big, big deal. And what I thought would be fun to start today is to go through some of the prop bets because that's the biggest thing for the Super Bowl and next to the NCAA tournament, this is the most traffic that there will be in sports gambling the entire calendar year. Hmm. 
It's these prop bets, and okay. it's always about um, it's always about these these bets. And and so, what what I have is not the goofy ones. You know, I have a couple of goofy ones. There's some goofy ones like what color pants will Jennifer Lopez wear, like stuff like that. I don't have those because every time I try to Google uh, goofiest prop bets, all I get are sites that are trying to get me to sign in to make goofy prop bets. So, oh, and by the way, put me down for no pants. Right? No, uh, she, she's not wearing for pants. Jennifer Lopez. Okay. She's not wearing pants. There you go. There okay. you go. Uh, I will. I will say to anybody, and I post this link every time. Uh, if you don't want to see the halftime show, uh, go follow me on Twitter because right at halftime, I post the link to a YouTube of Prince's Super Bowl performance, the single greatest Super Bowl halftime show ever. And if and it's in Miami, so it's the same place. And if you want to see the best halftime show, just I will tweet the link and we'll because every halftime show since then. Every time people will go on Twitter and they go, can't we just see the Prince one again? And yes. <laughs> so I bookmark the link and I put it on my Twitter every time at halftime. So that's my public service to you. All right. Always, ready thinking, for some... always, always caring for the fans. I like that. About I got to give the people what they want. Um, exactly. Okay. Uh, let's do some props. Before we do the game, the spread is literally, depending on what site you go on, it's either plus one for the Niners or minus one for the Chiefs. It is literally a push. So it's pretty much even money. Again, depends on if you go to DraftKings or you did, right. you know, did this one, Bet Online or Bovada or you know any of these sites, and they're all legit sites. Like they're not, they're not. I'm not making fun of them. Like they're real companies that just you pick whatever one you want. Um. So well, let's save the pick for the game last. Okay. Super Bowl Fifty Four odds to win MVP. Thirty-six percent um, Patrick Mahomes, sixteen percent Raheem Mostert, twelve percent Jimmy Garoppolo, eight percent George Kittle, and four percent for Richard Sherman. It is not going to be Richard Sherman. You'd make a huge payoff on that. It's either going to be Mostert, Garoppolo, or Mahomes. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, since I won't tell you who I'm picking, uh, but you right, may... That would you kind of in, give it away, right? You may intuit it if I'm telling you who I think is going to win the MVP. But, right. uh, uh, yeah, so I'm... Uh, I won't tell you who I'm picking, but his initials are, uh, you know, PM. Okay, I'll go over-unders. Ready? Over-unders. The over-under for Patrick Mahomes' passing yards is 305. 305. Does Patrick Mahomes throw more than 305 or less than 305? That is interesting. That's a little higher than I would have thought. I'm going under. I would say under because that Niners defense is really good. and the you know, Super Bowls tend to clog up, you know. I mean, there's, uh, you know, it because when we started this conversation, the first place I went to was over under on the score, right? It's like, is this a high scoring Super Bowl, or because even the highest, the mm-hmm. ones you think are going to be, you know, uh, you know, running guns, you know, sometimes just turn into flops. So, uh, you know, generally they score less than more. So I'm going to go under. Do you, do you want? Oh, okay, I'm. Go, I I, I kind of see that as under. Um, 
Now, one thing that I think we should note on any of these props, if you think this is a slam dunk, say so. Because I think if you're listening and you're thinking about placing a bet on a prop, like there's one bet I think I want to place. And I think I'm, you know, I'm a wuss, so I'm going to do $10. <laughs> right. but, but I think I have one that I want to bet. You want to do the over-under on scoring for the game? Yeah, let's, let, let, that's the one that okay. is, is kind of my... The over-under is 54.5. 54.5. So that's, what, 27-24? Sounds like my that. math. Yep. yep. Uh, 28-24, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's reasonable. Uh, of course, that's the thing. How do they, you know, These guys are great at picking. You know, obviously, they got tons of research behind them. Um, Fifty-four. Yeah, if it's like thirty-one, twenty-four, something like that. Right. Boy, it's uh, it's tough. I, see, I always my experience with Super Bowls tend to underperform on the score. Of course, if somebody goes off, for, then you have the Giants, you know, right. going for 48. But, I um, could see I could see both ways. I could see yeah. taking the over. I could see taking the under. I don't feel strongly about any of them. Hmm. All right. You want to yeah. I mean, I'm going to take the – well, I already took the under on the on, on Mahomes passing, so right. that would be get under on the score. So Okay. So now back to the list. Jimmy Garoppolo passing yardage. The over-under is 239.5. They always put I the point .5 because if right. you... Break a tie. Break a tie. So you can't have a tie, yeah. Um, I'm going under on, on Jimmy. What did he throw? Eight passes last week? That's the thing. He doesn't throw a lot of passes. So right. That's he's if, not a bomb guy. That's if their running game is what they think it's going to be. Or if they're behind, best, and best. you know that's true too. They if they're behind and they have to come back, true, true, true. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, over under on Travis Kelsey total receiving yards. It's seventy five point five. I'm going over. I think you go to your horses. Okay, over. Uh, longest field goal. This is yardage. Uh, the longest field goal, the over-under, is 46.5. Oh, that's hard. It is. You <laughs> 70% know, um, of bets so far say, I haven't been giving what people have been betting, but right. 70% for this one is under. Is, is under, yeah, which which I can see. But I, I'm also, again, I, I go to the point where points are hard to come by, and you know you need them. I'm going over on that one. I think in a game like this where points are hard to come by, you go for the 50-yarder, you go for the 51-yarder. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Um, coin toss. Ah. Now, this is dumb. <laughs> if you bet the coin toss, call 1-800-GAMBLER and you have a problem. <laughs> now, just so you know, I've, I've studied this, and the Chiefs play excellent coin toss defense, oh, just so you know. God. God. This is just dumb. Uh, coin toss... Uh, Fifty-four percent have bet for heads. Forty-six percent have bet for tails. Well, then you got to go with tails and go for the percentages, right? Because then, won't your payout be better? Okay, but here's my here's my bet. Ready? The heaviest yeah. bet prop. Ready? The heaviest mm. bet prop. Length of national anthem. Ah. The over under. I've talked about this on the show before. Two minutes and one second. You take the over and over. run. And yeah. call the show Monday and say 
Thank you. Yeah. And how about this? Subscribe to the Q Sports Talk on chat on Twitch with your winnings. You take the take the over. I'm doing it. I'm I am and if, That's and your if bet. she if she whips through that national anthem, I will cry. But we take I'm telling you, you bet thirty dollars. Bet thirty dollars on that. You'll win. I don't know what the odds are because it depends on what service you go. You take your winnings and you spend four bucks and you drop four bucks on the Q Sports Talk. And I want I want ten new subscriptions by Monday. Okay, but here's the question for you: Is the anthem going to be live or produced? Yes. No, it's live. It's, it's it's live. Okay. Oh, oh, you mean is it is she lip syncing? Is she lip syncing? Yeah, meaning this, are they going to have a production reel? Right, because because then somebody perform? knows, right? But then somebody knows. <laughs> That's my point, you know, because you know some of them due to whatever you know they always have a ba- well they always have a produced one in case you know weather or something or they get hoarse and you got to you know so they already have a you know one in the can and then uh, so that might be a, you know that, that may be one of those those mob bets you know that they know the answer already. This uh, I'll tell a quick I'll tell a quick story. Uh, when I was with the Mariners and the Mariners played in the Kingdom, um, there was this guy in the in the press box that I couldn't stand. He was just an annoying son of a, and we just we never got along. And I met at a at a party once. I met the guy who plays the tape of the seaplane ref- race. In like ah. the seventh inning, it's a race, right. you know, like, right. you know, because they have seaplanes in, in Seattle and they yep. would race. And then it's the red one, the blue one, the green one. And I had the tape and I said, I'll split the winnings with you. <laughs> I'm going to bet him and give me tips. <laughs> and we let it go for like the whole season. And towards the end of the season, it was really close. And I got all the wins and I cheated. <laughs> and we had the tape and we knew who won. So. Yes, if it's pre-recorded, somebody knows, and that would be a scandal. So I would yeah. say it's live. I would say yeah, it's we'll live. Go. Okay. All right, we'll go with that. Uh, here's one, two, three more props. Ready? Will Tom Brady be mentioned on TV during the broadcast? Well, his Twitter thing last night is going to make sure this happens. So. I think you know that's a no. That's a no-brainer right there. That's, that's a, a yes, right? You yes. have to take yes. Okay. How many times will Mike Shanahan be shown on TV during the broadcast? What's the, is there an, is there an over under like six? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes, it's an over under. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, one point five. Oh, over. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking more like six. But that's so. If the if the Chiefs win, so Mike Shanahan, for those of you who don't know, is the father of Kyle Shanahan, who's the head coach of the Niners. Mike Shanahan was the coach of the Denver Broncos, my first Super Bowl that I was at, Super Bowl 32. And Mike Shanahan has played tricks on me. And Mike Shanahan is one of the coolest guys I've ever known. And um, I was really young back then. And there's one one Mike Shanahan. Um, there was a, a running gag with Dan Issel that uh, I didn't listen, that I never listened oh. to, 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 that I never listened Okay. And John Elway got hurt. And there was a press briefing where John Elway, they were going to announce what John Elway, whether if, if it was like a break, he was done and he would likely retire. And if it was just a sprain, then he'd miss preseason, but he'd be okay. And this, this was the year they won the Super Bowl. 
and we were going live with this and it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and you know none of the tv stations were going live this was way early internet you know we were the literally the only source so my goofball program director gives me these headphones that you can't hear anything like the the super noise canceling headphones right. right and what he tells me is he says when mike shanahan gives the original news take a step back and id the radio station so it's, you're listening to the Mike Shanahan press conference live, you know, like give right. the exclusive because, you know, in radio, it was all diaries and everybody was word of mouth, you know? So that was my job. And I go in and I said, coach, you know, what's the status? And he goes, ah, oh, thank goodness. It's just a sprain. He's going to be okay. Blah, 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 blah. And now I step back. And while I'm saying that, that ID, some reporter goes up to him and says, so who's going to be the backup? Who's going to start this week in the preseason? And I come right back, and he looks right at me, and I go, so, Coach, who's going to play quarterback next week for, for, the, for the thing? And live in front of all those people, he goes, you know, they're right about you. You don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was mortified. <laughs> Absolutely mortified. So hopefully uh, Mike Shanahan gets shown on TV over 1.5 of the times. Last one. Ready? And I'll yep. give you the odds. What is the color of Gatorade poured on the winning coach? Ooh. Ready? Okay. 11 to 4, red or pink. 4 to 1, lime green or yellow. 3 to 2, purple seven to one orange 15 to two clear or water <laughs> and nine to one blue again if you bet on this you have a gambling problem and 1-800-GAMBLER do we have the history on that no, but 29% of bets so far are for red, pink, 20 for lime, green, 19 for purple, 15 for orange, 11% for clear, and 7% for blue. Uh, yeah, I was going to go for lime green, you know, the, the normal Gatorade color. Right, right. That's four to one. That's, that's uh, four to one odds. Yeah. So if you bet five, you win 20. And if you're right on the gator, I, I'm telling you. But here's the thing, and this is why ratings go through the roof, because hundreds of thousands of people will, maybe not hundreds of thousands, but thousands of people are going to bet on this. Right, and so you got to watch. So even if it's 40 to 10 and the game's over in the third quarter, someone has money on this, and they're going to wait to watch. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like you got to watch through the end of the game so you, you can see if you got to watch through the end of the game. It's, I'm telling you. It's the biggest thing going, and I said, and I I had known we were going to do this Monday. Remember, I was hoping for a storyline to carry us through till Friday, because I didn't want to start doing prop bets on Monday. But I'm telling you, just do do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Just bet on the national anthem. I'm telling yeah. you, bet on the national anthem. Uh, she, If you watch any YouTube video of Demi Lovato... Because that's what I do in my spare time. I watch Demi Lovato YouTube videos. Demi Lovato just butchers this this anthem. She takes forever. She gets every note out. She she's going to try to shine. She's going to try to Whitney Houston the sucker. And uh, 
you know, there you go. That's that's. Now, of course, you know the, the biggest gamble in the Super Bowl uh, is is the advertisers. When yeah, do you well, place your ad for the commercials? Right, because you know these things are millions for thirty seconds. And the gamble is: Do you place them in the fourth quarter where the rates are highest? But the risk, as you just mentioned, is a blowout. Is a blowout, and nobody's watching. So that's that's the real Super Bowl gamble because those that's millions. Tommy and uh, and the timing, you know, it's a complete crapshoot. You know, is if, if it's a close game, then ratings are, you know, viewership is huge. If it's a, you know, if it's over by the start of the third quarter, then you got a problem. Tommy, tell tell Danny, tell the audience what you just texted me. That's really cool. Purple is actually now at minus one thirty in a couple sports books, and it was plus fourteen hundred last week because it's a rumor that both teams are going to have purple Gatorade in, in honor of Kobe Bryant. How about oh. that? How about that? That's a nugget because that changes. That's a great rumor. That's a great rumor, and it, you don't know if it's true, rumor. but now. No, I'm saying that's a rumor. Uh, you know, that's why it's a rumor because you don't know if it's true. But that is a rumor. great rumor. All right. Wow. We are late. We are late and late and late and late, so we are going to get back on clock. But that is uh, – I, I, I hope you guys had fun with that because I think that – Stuff's kind of fun. We'll do uh, more Super Bowl stuff. We'll get Danny's pick on the game, plus Syracuse Duke. All of it coming up next on Q Sports Talk and ESPN Syracuse. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk, and on the radio, ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. This is Centers of Attention. All right, two little nuggets before we get into the meat and potatoes because we have a short segment coming up here. Um... Number one, congratulations to one of the nicest, classiest, best ambassadors for a sport on his retirement. Uh, Curtis Granderson announced his retirement this morning. 16-year career. Uh, played for the Tigers for a real long time. Played for the Mets. Played for the Yankees. Played for the Marlins. Played for everybody. Um, and just one of the nicest guys in the world. And um, a guy that I just... I, I had so much fun just getting to know and talking to and um, just really uh, congrats on whatever he does in the future. Uh, some people say he's going to run for office. Some people say he's going to run the Players Association. Who knows what he does? But um, just one of the smartest, smartest human beings uh, last night. And then last night at Staples Center, the Los Angeles Clippers played a home game and they played the Sacramento Kings and they honored Kobe Bryant, and the ceremony was very well done. They did a video montage uh, for all nine of the helicopter crash victims, and it was narrated by Paul George, which I thought was very, very cool. Um, they did a 24-second uh, moment of silence. Um, the NHL has been doing 24-second moments of silence, and I think they're going to do a 24-second moment of silence at the Super Bowl. Um, your thoughts, Danny? Well, it's... I, I'm still in this disbelief, frankly, even what's been a week. And uh, I see these tributes and they're touching and moving and you know, it reinforces, uh, you know, honoring Kobe and also, you know, just the immensity of the loss, which I don't even think we're even beginning to process as a guy who was taking on so much in his next chapter. Uh, I saw LeBron and, 
and uh, Anthony Davis both got Mamba tattoos uh, to honor Kobe. And, uh, you know, again, a guy who has impacted so many lives in so many levels. I was going through just some pictures the other night. Uh, and I saw, you know, some family shots of a trip we took to Washington, D.C. My son was eight years old and he had his Kobe jersey on and mm-hmm. I pulled it out and he he posted it. Uh, uh, you know, it just, you know, he shows up so many places in so many people's lives. It's, uh, you know, it, it's remarkable. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it is. And I think that the reaction from people has been uh, very, you know, very positive and they're trying to send a, a good message and. Um, I just thought the, 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 the Lakers spoke publicly. Um, and I'll say this, the Lakers are going to take the floor. Um, I didn't know they do this and I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to pick on them now because it's, it's not the right time, but do you know that when the Clippers have homes, they cover up the Laker jerseys? Did of you course. Know that? Yeah. That was no, a big deal when they first no, started sharing the don't arena. Don't do that. Don't the do Lakers- that. Well, the Lakers, everything was decorated Lakers, and Doc Rivers came in and said, "BS, we're not going to be, you know, advertising the Lakers at our games because the Clippers always for second citizens." So they, uh. every time they play a home game, they redecorate the entire arena. They cover the, uh, you know, the Laker banners and put up all Clippers, you know, because uh, they don't have obviously championships. So they put up, you know, team posters, whatever. They change all the signage, all the, you know, they they redo the entire wow. arena to make it Clippers versus versus Lakers. It's a big deal. All right. Well, I have mixed feelings on that. Anyway, that's not that not the point. Let's argue that next week. Um, but they left the two, the eight and the twenty-four, the Kobe jerseys that are hanging in the Raptors. They left them uncovered last night. That was their gesture, and mm-hmm. I thought that was fine. And my reaction was, that should be there all the time. Like, <laughs> I don't like. I'll give, I'll give you another example. The Jets and the Giants share a stadium, right? right. They have two rings of honor. How hard would it be to put one ring of honor and then one right under it and have two rings of honor? Why are you taking Phil Sims down to put Joe Namath and vice versa? It's dumb. It's dumb. Your history, history, I said it yesterday. History is the best thing sports has. Honor it. It's so dumb. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's dumb. It, well, when you're. When you're the Clippers and you want to establish yourself as a dominant team, you don't want to go in and say, oh, we're the little brothers and there's all the Laker banners, right? Get your own building. Then get your own building. They are. So then do it that way. They are. They're their own building. Ah, Anyway. All right. We'll take a quick timeout, get down to the college ranks, and we'll see who we like in the Syracuse-Duke game. Plus, we'll find out who Danny thinks is going to win the Super Bowl. No one cares what I think. Uh, This is ESPN (laughs) Syracuse and Q Sports Talk on Twitch. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk. And on the radio, ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. This is Centers of Attention. All right, this portion of the program is brought to you by Bill Rapp Superstore's Rapid Purchase. Enjoy the entire car buying process from your laptop, tablet, or mobile device at BillRapp.com. We've been talking about it. Watch Syracuse Duke with Eric Devendorf and Roosevelt Bowie. All you have to do is tune into Cuse Sports Talk on Twitch. If you watch the game on TV, listen on TK99. Pull up twitch.tv slash Cuse Sports Talk to hear live reaction from Syracuse legends Roosevelt Bowie and Eric Devendorf. Tune in Saturday at 740. Forty-five for a Syracuse Duke watch party only on Twitch.tv slash Cuse Sports Talk. 
All right. Uh, Syracuse Duke, 8 o'clock, 7.45 starts the watch party. Um, 8 o'clock tip, uh, national TV, the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, Blue Devils come in, and Syracuse just wants to what? Uh, Keep their bigs on the court. (laughs) The entire game tomorrow, Duke's two stars – uh, you know, uh, Vernon Carey, their center, 6'10", 270, leading scorer, leading rebounder. Uh, and, of course, Trey Jones at the point guard. Of, uh, you know, in, this, in college, he's a veteran guy, uh, all their leader in uh, steals and assists. And so our two most, I'll say our most vulnerable positions, right, the five inside, uh, I think if we uh, tie Merrick Dolajai and, and, uh, and Sadiq Bay together, we add up to one Vernon Carey, uh, 270. Uh, so that's you know that's going to be the real key to this game. You got Joe Girard, his biggest test of the year uh, against Trey Jones at the point. Uh, so that's really going to be the two things to watch. So you know, there are two stars against our two, you know, freshman point guard and our biggest weakness again in foul trouble. You're getting in foul trouble. So uh, that's going to be the game right there. What about uh, Trey Jones? And and when you say tough for Joe Girard. Tough offensively, defensively, both, neither. What, what is uh, it? Both. He's a, you know he's a good score, fifteen a game. They run a higher tempo than we're used to. You know they score regularly in the eighties and nineties. Uh, so this is not going to be a you know a, a game that we've seen this point in the ACC where you know it's slow down or, or you know defensive struggle. This is going to be a up and down affair. Uh, you know a lot of three pointers, high octane offense. Uh, and the, again, the question is, you know, Syracuse with their short bench, is that going to become a factor at the end of the game? Uh, again, foul trouble is going to be, uh, you know, a huge issue because they're going to go inside early and often, uh, especially with our history of being in foul trouble. Uh, so, you know, this is good. You know, this is going to be a test on, on what kind of adjustments this Orange team can make to counteract, uh, you know, Duke's two strengths which is our two weaknesses, like I said, inside. And again, you know, great test uh, at the point guard for Joe Girard. Well, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I think ultimately it, it's just a matter of trying to just stop big runs. I know this sounds so cliche, but, you, you know, you, there have been, they have been susceptible to 16-2 runs. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yep. 10-1 runs. And it just you're not a running team so just try to slow if that starts to happen and they hit two shots in a row just just slow the tempo and slow down and just get back to your game and i just i hope the crowd is behind them and i hope it's loud and fun and you know we've said all along we said this uh before this acc cluster of of games started we just want this to be a fun couple of months because right that's why we took this gig. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we took this gig for fun. And I remember last year, you know, I, I had joined this station and just to do the post-game shows. And the football team was so much fun. And then the basketball team, and that's even more fun. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. it's just, that's what it is. You know, we went here, and we, we, we love this this city. And, we you know, it's a major part of our lives. And... I just want these games to be fun. What I don't want is a 20-point loss with 10 minutes to go in the third quarter because I have Netflix and I know how to use it. Uh, well, the good news is we don't have quarters, so you're, you're safe there. 
Um, oh, that's true. But, here, <laughs> but here's a couple of things to really watch. I was for. so anxious runs. for the joke, I screwed it up. <laughs> I know exactly. Uh, and most people would have let it slide, but you know, <laughs> I'm a professional, so I had to make sure we were clear on that. Uh, a couple things to run. You mentioned runs, right? A big deal. Uh, we have also been the you know the beneficiary of some big runs. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, get our shooters out in transition. You know, Buddy Beheim, you've seen him, you know, bang two threes, three threes in a row. Elijah Hughes, same thing. So, you know, it's a double edged sword. If we can get out and run, we do have the ability, you know, to knock down those kind of things as well to open up big runs. But again, this is all going to come down to foul trouble because, as we know, there's not much in the cupboard after uh, Dolajai and after uh, Sadibe. We've got Quincy Garrier coming in as as that third guy. Also a little bit prone to foul trouble this year, more than a little bit. Uh, and, uh, you know, as a freshman still learning the ropes, another big test for him. Although, you know, he's overall, I th- you know, he's held his own in big games. So I'm not worried about, you know, Quincy uh, no-showing. Uh, you know, I think he's really started to develop that part of his game as he's gotten more and more comfortable on the court. Uh, but when I talk about Trey Jones, a ball-hawking, pressured defensive point guard, again, leading uh, you know, leading the team in steals over two a game, which is a big number for, for college. And so Joe Girard has done a pretty good job against pressure. So that'll be a big test. Uh, and like I said, whether he can pick up the offense, make some shots, and you know, get back to that 15 plus game versus you know the eight to 10 game. Uh, you know, that's going to be a big key. So I mean, there's going to be some good matchups to watch, and the the big style of play. Are we going to be playing up and down, or or are we going to try and slow it down? It's all going to be uh, an interesting thing. And so just understand this this kind of thing. The Super Bowl, this is how we'll gauge the Super Bowl. Monday at 10 a.m., what do we open with? Exactly. Because if the Super Bowl is great, it's going to be the Super Bowl, right? Like, it's it's Monday. It's not, you know, the game is Saturday. It's not like it's, like, I always like the sporting but events that are like. we not talking about the upset of Duke. On Sunday, so <laughs> that's right. True. So we'll we'll have to open with that on Monday because it is a Syracuse station after all. Ah, after all. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, again, the watch party should be a lot of fun. Uh, these watch parties they're getting better and better and better. And um, yeah, it should be good. And and uh, Buckshot, our boy Buckshot is uh, doing. The, he's moderating the whole sucker, and he's going to tuck his shirt in, from what I understand. Uh, so we're looking forward to that uh, with Roosevelt and with Devendorf, and uh, those two guys are a lot of fun. And um, who knows? Uh, Syracuse takes on Duke, and you, you never know. Stranger uh, things have happened. It wouldn't even be a massive game. update. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be a massive update. Last year was a massive update. This uh, upset. This year, it wouldn't be massive. Last year, it was unheard of right. when they went into do uh, Unheard of. And that's when we did the remote, and I said there was zero chance of them winning, and they won. And the remote people, whatever the remote, they got mad. <laughs> well, that's why nobody's listening to your bets on the Super Bowl. <laughs> Just bet on With Debbie Lovato. Kind of I don't know what... I don't know what you're going to get Except for the, in the National game. Anthem. Go over on the National Anthem. I am on for the National Anthem. All right. We'll take a quick time. Um, there is a movie trailer that's out that is literally doing a disservice to the movie. We'll explain next here on ESPN Syracuse and Q Sports Talk on Twitch. On Twitch, Q Sports Talk. And on the radio, ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. This is Centers of Attention. 
All right, this portion of the show is brought to you by Joe Bowers Farmers Insurance in North Syracuse. Seth Everett, Danny Shays with you, Centers of Attention. This is part one. Part two is later on. Are you still Atan Thomas? Uh, no, Atan is back today. Atan is the, back today. So it's Atan's the original, back. the OG crew. Exactly. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> Polly and Roosevelt the team and are attacked Atan. today. We got Polly back right. from the from the hinterlands. That's and, right. Uh, Atan in the saddle. So it should be uh, should be a good show with the. Uh, I'm sure they'll be talking quite a bit of uh, SU Duke. Getting ready. Since, uh, since, I would. Since I would NBA. think. I would. I would that and a little thing called the Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, I'm a superhero nut, right? Like, you know, that, that's kind of my thing. You know, that's I, why I, you love me. I am a super, yeah, I'm a superhero person, and I tried not to crush these movies unless they totally deserve it. And there's a movie that comes out next week, and I got a text because, you know, we have this podcast called The Hall of Justice, and we do movie reviews, and we have to review this movie. And they were like, so when are you seeing it, and when can we record the review? And I went... Oh my God, this is coming out. And Harley Quinn looks like one of the worst movies ever made. And it could be Green Lantern bad. It could be Iron Man 3 bad. It looks awful. And it's so funny because Margot Robbie is a great actress and she's right. stunning. She is stunning. She's great in the Tanya Harding movie. That was mm-hmm. a, I Tanya, is that what it's called? Yeah, that I was Tanya, a yep. that was a great movie. Uh, she's good in um, Bombshell, which is the Fox News, the Roger right. Ailes movie. Yeah, she was it's great hot. in that. She's she great was great in that. Yep, she's a great actress, and she was good as Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad movie, which was lame. And Harley Quinn comes out, and this is now a movie centering around her. Right. And it looks ridiculous. And all I want to know, and this is the question that I just wish I could ask, and this I want to ask Margot Robbie, when you're filming this, do you know how bad it is? I, I was going there exactly. Like, when do you know the movie's bad? When? Do you read the script and go, I need that, I'll just take the money, it's a big paycheck, or does something... Wow, it sounded great, and then the right. you're filming it, and the, and the individual scenes look great. They just don't come together. Like, when do you know it's not working? It's it's stunning to me. It, it is truly stunning because this movie, the, the trailers look ridiculous, and they're spending millions of dollars on trailers and commercials for the Super Bowl. And I'm like, don't. This is this, and and I wonder whether this movie makes money just because. Young girls love Harley Quinn, and boys love Margot Robbie. And I love the character of Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was created for a cartoon in the 90s by this guy, Paul Dini and Bruce Timm, and Eileen Sorkin was her voice, and they just, they needed like a foil for the Joker, and they made his girlfriend. And then they gave her a backstory where she's a psychiatrist who works at Arkham Asylum, and after doing trying to treat the joker it drives her mad and harleen quinzel becomes harley quinn and it's a play uh-huh. on the on the harlequin and it's a really eloquent 
story. Like it's a great origin story, and they they're just butchering it. It's so it looks so bad. All right, we have about a minute. Give me your pick, Chiefs. Uh, Niners. Chiefs by a touchdown. Chiefs by a touchdown. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's their. I think it's their year. I think they've broken through. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is obviously my pick for MVP, and uh, I think that uh, he's you know, uh, transcended. He stepped up to that level uh, where he's going to be on the big stage and uh, you know put up the show. Well, I hope you're right for two reasons. I because I, I like the Niners too, and I, I, I like this is a. This is a yeah. you know I'm happy either way but I'm just going with right I I, I I I right I'm rooting for both teams because Kyle Shanahan and uh, and I told you I did that show with the, the the president Al Guido and I'm happy for him and I I like the Niners and I like San Francisco and there's nothing nothing bad about them uh, for Kansas City Patrick Mahomes obviously I I. I adore his godfather and i i'm rooting for this young man and he seems like such a really positive young guy and andy reed has been through the wars and right. i told you yesterday in philadelphia they're doing this whole thing on uh, apologies to andy and andy reed snapped yesterday and he just said you know this isn't about me he's like this super right. bowl is about all the guys in that locker room and 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 you know in the front office and all that other stuff and you know, he's such a selfless guy, and I would love to see him win. And my one reason I think I'm leaning toward the Chiefs is just I don't know how many chances Andy Reid's going to have, and I think Kyle Shanahan will be back because he's kind of well, And I have a sentimental thing, too. When I was yeah. a little, little kid, I loved the Purple People Eaters, the old Minnesota Vikings teams. And in that era, the Chiefs were another team, you know, that made the Super Bowl, we didn't win it, you know, early the Len Dawson years. And, yep. you know, I liked the team. You know, this is, yeah, I'm a little kid, right, at, at this point. Sure. Uh, but they were just always a team that, that I liked and rooted for a little bit, you know, not as much as the Purple yep. Gang, you know, Purple People Eaters. But, you know, so it's just a little nostalgia i'd like to see them come full circle 50 years later and uh, and get over the top well enjoy the sports this weekend again watch party here on q sports talk uh 745 syracuse and duke and then of course the super bowl on sunday and we will wrap it all up monday morning at 10 a.m so stay tuned paulie uh, roosevelt Bowie, and Atan thomas are coming up next danny have a great weekend all right let's go go q's that's Danny Shays. I'm Seth Everett. This is ESPN Syracuse.